hello and welcome to Let's Talk About It podcast. I am your host, Apostle Rosemary of RCN Ministries and OSGA Apostolic Network. Today, we will have my wonderful husband, Apostle Herbie. He will be joining us on today. And today, we're going to talk about the spirit of anticipation and expectation. Yes, that is correct. The spirit of anticipation and expectations. When we look at the word anticipation, anticipation is an expression of faith. Anticipation is about preparing and making room for what you know is yours by faith. Hebrews 11 and 1 tells us that now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen or not seen in some translations. In other words, you know it's already done in the realm of the spirit, but it has not materialized. It has not come into fruition yet. It has not manifested into the natural. When we look at the word um, anticipation, it is getting ready for what God has told you is coming. So when we have a spirit of expectation, we have a spirit of, you know what, Lord, I'm I'm getting ready. I'm getting in position. I'm waiting on you. I know that you're going to do it. God, you told me you're going to do it. And I'm just waiting on you, Father. So when we begin to understand this, that is when we're dealing and we're moving into the spirit of anticipation and expectation, which we're going to get to. When we look at the definition of the word, Anticipation, it is the act of anticipating something, expectation or prediction. We look at the word expectation and the meaning of that is a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. We can also look at some synonyms for the word expectations. It is an assurance We're moving with confidence. We're trusting God. We have the anticipation that it's coming. There's an expectancy down in our fertile wombs, our purpose-driven wombs. There's an eagerness. There's a hope. There's a hopefulness. And there is much excitement that comes along with anticipation and expectation. Remember, today we are dealing with the spirit of anticipation and expectation. Apostle Herbie. In First Timothy chapter 4 and verse 12. Let no one look down on your youth, but be an example and set a pattern for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. We begin to understand that Apostle Paul was talking as a mentor, was talking to his mentee, his spiritual son, Timothy. Um, he would begin to tell Timothy, you know, even though you're young, don't let and uh, don't allow people to look down on you or to count you out because of your youth, because you're a young man. Why? Because you make up for all of that. How do we make up for all of that? To the believers with a pattern in our speech, in our conduct, the way we carry ourselves, what we say, in the love we show towards one another, in our faith, and in our moral purity. What do these three things look like in our lives? And how do they affect us? In the first, you hope in the second, you envision 
in the last you trust. The trust is the faith. Amen. Amen. Anticipation is looking forward to something that is set to happen in the future. It is sitting on the edge of your seat. It is watching with eyes wide open, waiting for the scene in the front of you to unfold. It is that feeling you get right before you do something and you don't know how it will go, but you are optimistic and excited. The very vein of anticipation is filled with hope. It rushes through you and I with joy, with excitement, and with the tinge of nervousness at times. Anticipation involves waiting to see. And the time spent in anticipation seems to be longer than it actually is. This is because you are holding on to see what will happen. And until it does, you feel bottled on the brink of bursting. It's almost like you literally want to erupt with anticipation that fills you and I until it can no longer be contained and it must be released. Once this very anticipation is exhaled, huh? anticipation becomes something more exciting than the actual events that preceded. Just knowing, just the knowing precedes it. Just the expectation precedes it. Just the faith precedes the anticipation that is to come when you know that God is getting ready to materialize that which he has promised you. Anticipation is what you might feel in that moment before your first kiss. When someone looks into your eyes and you read there, or the day, the days leading up to an event, you can hardly wait to be there. It is what you feel in the last second of a possible a game changing play in the sports game anticipation happen as you wait in the airport about to see and embrace someone you are missing dearly anticipation is not the unfolding but the moment before that fills you with hope and excitement Anticipation is different from expectation. Think about it. When when we think about when we were younger as that first kiss, um, there's a there's a er, there's a there's the butterflies that some would call it. There's that expectancy. There's that that anticipation of how will it be. Well, it's just like that when we think about the the ten virgins, the five wise and the five foolish. You better believe that the the five wise had a spirit of expectancy and expect in anticipation that preceded the arrival of the bridegroom. Why? Because they knew he was coming. They had prepared for it. They were in position for it. They were in the right posture for it. They were ready to receive him when he came. Why? Because they kept the all burning in their lamps with expectation. You can, and I can have a picture or an idea um, to set a standard, 
um, that, that you're holding or we're holding within our minds, the things that we expect to happen. Our expectations can be very um, direct, detailed, excuse me, and are created in our mind by our own very reasoning. Many times we have a specific idea of what we want to envision. And while, while we know it could happen differently, it does not stop us from en envisioning it a certain way. Our expectations can be negative ones or even positive ones. Um, they can be realistic or idealistic. Most of the time, um, expectations are not exactly met. They are either let down or exceeded. When we are the people of God and God has promised us something, believe me when I say this, there's never a let down. God will always exceed what he says he's going to do. Uh, according to Ephesians 3 and 20, my God, we can understand to work towards, to look towards what God is doing. Um, there's a lot of fear that comes with it sometimes. There's a lot of worry that comes with it sometimes. And sometimes we are ingrained with negative expectations um, rather than trusting God in faith to do just what he says he's going to do in our lives. Emotions can soar and fall with anticipation and expectations. We feel them um, at many times when we can feel them ringing in our chest, our chest becomes tightened. Um, that's a form of anxiety, some would say. Um, we begin to hold our breath. We clutch our fists. We grip our fists, both with anticipation and expectations um, to do with our hopes of what we are believing God for. And we've come to tell you today, anticipation and expectation. When God says he's going to do something, that anticipation is there. And you know what? Stand in faith, men and women. Stand in faith and trust God because the expectation is what precedes the move of God. When you have that spirit of expectancy, you better believe that God is going to do just what he said he's going to do. Every word he's spoken over your life, it shall come to pass according to his word, that his word will never go out void, but it shall accomplish that which he sends it to do. Make sure God is the one that spoke the word. Make sure God is the one that sent the word. Why? Because it's going to materialize. As we begin to reflect on our own life, and our hearts, we need to consider, what are we hoping for from God? What are we holding on to in our hearts? What are we looking forward to and anticipating? What expectations have been set in our minds? When we begin to look forward in our lives and in the lives of others, when you set your eyes on the future, what is leading you forward? Take all of these things into consideration. What would happen if we submitted and surrendered to the will of God? Okay. What do we usually want? The idea, the comfortable, the secure. I get, I get an idea and picture of what would be best. But guess, guess what? Often I am wrong. God truly knows what is best for me. Sometimes God, God is best for me to go through adversities. 
and trial because it will mature me and grow me for my character and mold me more into who he is creating me to be, which is more like him. Sometimes God's best for me is to not have everything I want or need so I can learn that he is all I need. Mm. Our human nature will not choose the way God God as our loving Father will choose for us. God desires us to learn humility. He wants us to surrender our own ideas of what should happen to Him, to give Him our hopes, to yield our expectation to His will and not our own, to give up our needs for control and trust Him with our outcomes. Trust in the Lord with all I have, and lead not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. That comes from Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. The truth is, God sees above and beyond what I can see. I am confined to right now an understanding of, of a young adult and the perspective of what I can see where I am currently. God sees possibilities. I could never even picture or imagine. He extends time. He sees the beginning and the end. He is internal, and he has all wisdom. I don't know. It would be foolish for me to think for one moment that I know better than him. That is why it is so important to seek him, to know him, to trust him. God has given us his Holy Spirit to dwell within us, to counsel and guide us. You find in John chapter 14, verse 16, verse 26, 15 and 26. We can put our faith in God because it rests not in what our circumstances or feels, feeling tells us. Mm -hmm. Not in what anyone else say and not in what we see. It rests in Him. We do not have to be anxious fearful or worried in First Timothy chapter 6 and verse 6. And the Bible says that true faith with peace of mind is of great profit. God will give us peace of mind. All we must do is live with true faith. All right, we're going to read these scriptures and close here. Um, John 14 and 16, and I'm going to turn it back over to Apostle Herbie to finish that last one he just read. Um, John 14 and 16 says, and this is the NIV, um, it says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever. John 14 and 26 says, For the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, 
will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I said to you. And um, John 15 and 26, that Apostle Herbie, these are the three verses he mentioned. It talks about the work of the Holy Spirit again. And it says in verse 26, remember John chapter 15, verse 26, when the advocate comes, will I send to you, whom I send to you, excuse me, um, from the father, the spirit of truth who goes out for, from the father, he will testify about me, my God. And Apostle Herbie's going to take up this last scripture. The last scripture is First uh, Timothy chapter 6 and verse 6 in the Amplifier. But godliness actually is a sort of great gain when accompanied by contentment. That contentment which comes from the sense of inner confidence based on the sufficiency of God. My Lord. Apostle Herbie and I pray that this message this morning on the spirit of anticipation and expectation, we pray that it blesses you. We pray that it moves you into another level in the things of God. We pray that it uplifts you, undergirds you, and girds your loins up in this season. We know that many are going through some things, have gone through some things, and will go through some things. But we have to understand that when we know that the spirit of anticipation and expectation resides within us, no matter what we've got to endure, no matter what we're going through, you know what? Keep on expecting God to move on your behalf in faith. Keep on looking to him with a spirit of anticipation saying, God, I know you're going to do it. Lord, it may not be right now, but I know you're going to move on time. It's going to be a, a right now opportune Kairos timing moment when God moves in his timing and not ours. We thank you all for jumping on this morning, for taking out a few moments to start your day out. And we pray that you all have a wonderful week. Until next Wednesday, God bless you and God keep you until next Wednesday. God bless.